Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Motormouth Mosley Radio Show. You have reached Motormouth Mosley. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for logging in. You can reach us at 347-945-7975 if you have any questions. Tonight's topics, we're going to touch on this new Maddie, this new contract for Maddie Ryan, also known as Maddie Ice down here in Georgia. Uh, we're going to also talk about a little bit about the new naming of Cowboy Stadium. Uh, Jerry Jones has finally found a buyer to put a label on it. Uh, spent most of the day watching all the teams uh, start up their NFL training camps. I think there's still two teams that have not as of right now, but most of the day's coverage was on the uh, Super Bowl favorite Denver Broncos. They are the favorites going in. Um, speaking of the Denver Broncos, we'll, we'll uh, have a couple of comments on the Von Miller situation with his pending suspension. Uh, he has not been suspended yet, but uh, it looks like it may happen for uh, their NFL drug policy abuse. Uh, but again, uh, the big story of the day, the Atlanta Falcons have decided that they want to play with the big boys and uh since they can't win a Super Bowl, they figure they should just start acting like a Super Bowl champion and start paying a quarterback way too much money than what he's actually worth. Matt Ryan has now got an extension for five years on top of his contract, uh, which was, I believe, up at the end of this season, this coming season. He's got a five-year extension worth $103.75 million. That puts him in the same ballpark as players like Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Joe Flacco. And this is this is for a guy who has one playoff win, much like Tony Romo. And when Romo signed his contract for six years at $108 million, It seems like nobody could. Uh, nobody was paying. No, nobody. Nobody was actually paying much attention to anybody else but Tony Romo. It seemed like he was uh, overpaid, and it was the big deal. But we all know that whatever happens in Dallas is big news, and the rest of the league, it's it's not really that much news. But yes. Uh, Matt Ryan has now signed a five-year extension for 100 and almost $104 million, $59 million of that which is guaranteed. Like I said, this guy has been a great regular season quarterback. I think he has uh, the best record since he's been in the league regular season for victories. But unfortunately, there has been no uh, – he didn't win a playoff game until last year, last season. Uh, when they beat and they come back okay I'm getting word that the sound isn't working I'm going to keep talking just in case it is and there's something going wrong with his but I'm I'm live so hopefully it's recording um, I'll just keep going. Uh, as as I was saying, Matt Ryan, who did win Rookie of the Year, his first year in the NFL, 
Uh, he has put up some great regular season numbers, but he still um, isn't proven in the playoffs. And in all honesty, I guess the Falcons are banking on the fact that he's still relatively young and has a big future ahead of himself. So maybe that's what they're relying on. But, I mean, you, you're paying a guy who has a 90.9 passer rating in regular season games, which is commendable. It's good. And even Ron Jaworski had him in his top five as NFL quarterbacks uh, when he ranked all 32. So, I mean, the guy has talent, absolutely. But are you paying guys on potential? Are you paying them on what they've actually done? I remember hearing Michael Irvin say a few years ago that it's not what you're worth, but it's what you can negotiate. And I guess with the prospects of quarterbacks that are available or out on the streets or that are coming up through the college ranks, I guess both uh, Arthur Blank, uh, better known as Mr. Home Depot, who is the owner of the Falcons, and uh, now he is joining the Jerry Jones Club, uh, they're both overpaying for quarterbacks who really haven't done anything uh, except win some regular season games. At least with Joe Flacco, I mean, his passer rating regular season is even lower, and he signed in the offseason six years, $120 million, but he's not asked to do some of the things that Romo or Matt Ryan are asked to do. He has a passer rating of 86.3, but we all know that when the Ravens win a Super Bowl, it's because their defense and the offense just doesn't lose it for them. So it's kind of a different deal down there in Baltimore. But when you start comparing Matt Ryan and Tony Romo, who might put it in the same category, I group them absolutely together because uh, their stats are comparable, uh, their results are somewhat comparable, and they've proven to be pretty good regular season quarterbacks but at the same time, they have faltered when it comes to the playoffs. So if you put them in, in one category and all of a sudden you compare them to, like I said, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, who has a 104 passer rating, who also is one of the best quarterbacks in the league and st- statistically one of the best in the history of the league, uh, Aaron this year is going to be making $4.5 million. But he's also signed an extension. This has been the year of the extensions. And uh, he signed an extension for $5 million, $110 million. Five, five years, $110 million. That's not bad pay. That's pretty good pay. But he's earned it. He's one of the top-ranked quarterbacks. He's won Super Bowls. Uh, his credentials cannot be questioned. You look at Drew Brees, New Orleans Saints, again, you can't question uh, his abilities. You can't question his results. He signed. Right now, this 2012 season, he made $3.3 million. He made $3 million last year. He signed in the offseason a five-year, $100 million contract. Again, warranted. Of that, of that $100 million, 60 of that is guaranteed. So, again, you can say that it's justified for them – to be paid that amount of money. Now, the number one player, the number one player, the number one player who uh, everybody pretty much holds a second fiddle to is Peyton Manning. Uh, Peyton Manning's only making $18 million. And even with his comeback from 
off-season surgery, missing a year, coming back last year, setting, uh, having unbelievable stats, you can understand why he's making $18 million. Uh, Tom Brady. Now, Tom Brady is a strange animal in this whole mix because he makes nowhere near the money that these guys do, and he is probably, you know, uh, arguably, you know, at least in the conversation of being one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. So you've got a bunch of guys that have varied degrees of success. At least five of the guys that we've discussed have rings. They've led their teams to Super Bowls. They've won Super Bowls. I, as a Cowboy fan and as a football fan, I look at Arthur Blank and I look at Jerry Jones in the same light. What are you guys thinking, paying these guys that kind of money, and what have they done? Now, again, if you look and you ask yourself, well, what are their options? Who is better out there? Is there anybody coming up that within the next five or six years can replace them and be better? Then, okay, maybe maybe that's your argument. Maybe that there's nothing better out there, but at the same time, sign them for three or four years, but five or six years, is that much money, that much guarantee? I just don't see it. As much as I like the Cowboys, can't say I'm a Romo fan. As much as I dislike the Falcons, I got to give Ryan some credit. He's got some talent, but I just don't see those two guys. And, and yes, I group those guys together. I don't see those two guys being in the same category as Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. Like I said, Joe Flacco, different beast altogether. They basically gave him money for winning the Super Bowl last year. Actually gave him money for not losing the Super Bowl last year. Uh, he's got a big arm. He's got talent, but that's just not what they ask him to do, what some of these other quarterbacks are asked to do. So it's kind of interesting, in my opinion, to see where this is all going to play out. Uh, Matty Ryan, congratulations. More power to you. Uh, spend it wisely. Save it wisely. Invest it wisely. But I just don't understand uh, where a guy who has made two, two Pro Bowls, he's one and four in the playoffs, and yeah, they were on the verge of going to the Super Bowl last year, but they didn't. So I just, I, Arthur, I guess you have the money to spend. I, 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 I congratulate you. I commend you, and I wish you well. Another topic that I wanted to touch on real quick, as I said, the Denver Broncos have entered training camp today, and uh, Von Miller was in uniform. Uh, he's not allowed to really say much of anything on his pending suspension, but he also uh, looks rather confident that it's not – that he's going to be exonerated, actually. Uh, I saw him in an interview uh, – the guy has been pretty upstanding uh, in his young career. I think he did have a little bit of an issue when he was at Texas A&M, but I think that was when he was young. And he's, for the most part, you know, backed it up, backed up the uh, high draft selection that he was. He's played, you know, some of the best football of anybody in the league. So he's kind of hope for the Broncos' sake that maybe this is a mistake and he gets exonerated, but if not, um, looks like he's going to take his medicine and, and move on. But uh, it's kind of nice to see that in today's professional sports, when a guy is in a situation where he 
may be getting into some trouble that his teammates have come to his support. Uh, he stated that it's been numerous teammates who have uh, come to his side and sent him messages and talked to him with full support uh, over what he's going through. Uh, if you don't know by now, he is has a four-game suspension uh, for uh, violating the NFL's drug abuse policy hanging over his head, and he may miss the first four games of the season. And normally when you miss the first four games, it actually kind of stretches out into five and sometimes six games because it takes you a while to get back up to speed because you literally can't be a part of the team for those that for that suspension. So you have to work your way back into shape and, and into uh, uh, playing shape. So because he's a Texas A&M Aggie and that is my home state, I do kind of wish him well. I hope that this kind of blows over and maybe he is exonerated. But if not, um, you know, stranger things have happened. But if not, I, I guess he'll take his medicine and hopefully it'll be a lesson that he learns from. Uh, the other subject I'd like to touch on is one of the topics of the day, one of the hot topics of the day has been the new naming of Cowboy Stadium. Uh, the place with the big 40-yard football screens, TV screens, has now – now has a home. It now has a name. It is AT&T Stadium. Jerry Jones, to get some of his money back that he invested in building that palace, uh, has finally found a buyer. I know that for the last four years since it was built, he has been trying to get a label on it, and it looks like he's finally found a suitor, and the Dallas Cowboys will be receiving somewhere between 17 and $19 million dollars a year, it doesn't say how long that relationship will be, but uh, at least Jerry and the city of Arlington will be getting some of the money back that they have invested. I think it's uh, the city of Arlington will be getting about 5%, and that will expedite their ability to pay back what debt they incurred in build, helping build the stadium. So it's kind, of a, it's kind of nice to finally have a name of it. We've called it Jerry's House. We've called it, you know, Cowboy Stadium at Arlington Park, and it's, it's, you know, it's gone through a couple of little monikers, but for now, it is now known as AT&T Stadium. So it is the place where God watches His team play because that's why we have a hole in the roof, and we have a TV screen so big that He can see it way up there. Um, but it's been kind of an interesting day in sports. Uh, I'm not sure how many of you caught the uh, baseball game last night, uh, the Braves against the Mets, and there was a play at first base where Tim Hudson um, was covering first as a pitcher. Tim Hudson, the pitcher for the Atlanta Braves, was covering first uh, and misstepped. And the runner, Eric Young of the Mets, was racing down first baseline and stepped on his ankle and broke his ankle. It was rather gruesome to watch, and uh, you could see on Eric Young's face how upset he was uh, over what had happened. Uh, he was more distraught than, than Tim Hudson was, in, in fact. And uh, he said that once it happened, he knew immediately that it was broke. Uh, Eric Young said this. So I don't know if he heard something snap or just the the way that it happened. And immediately I was watching um, Mitch Williams talk about it, and he said that in no way, 
You know, Mitch Williams, longtime baseball player, major league pitcher, World Series, all that good stuff. He said, in no way was that accident Eric Young's fault because a pitcher is taught to basically touch the inside part of the bag when making that play. And what Hudson did was he touched it, and then he panicked a little bit and moved his foot more toward the middle of the bag, which is where the runner would be placing his feet while uh, racing down the line. So it was as tragic as it was and as upset as Eric Young was over the situation, unfortunately it was just one of those freak accidents that really just couldn't be helped. And it looks like uh, I think they said that Tim Hudson will be having surgery, of course, season-ending surgery, to uh, once, once the swelling goes down, he'll have season-ending surgery. And uh, that definitely hurts the Atlanta Braves because he is the best pitcher on the staff. He's a great leader in their clubhouse. Uh, he's well-beloved here in Atlanta. And uh, fortunately, they have Brian Beachy, who's coming off of uh, a rehab assignment that can move back into the pitching rotation, but he's nowhere near the leader nor the pitcher that Tim Hudson is. I think Tim Hudson had a 1.7 ERA over the last six games, and that's you know that's great, great stats. So, I mean, he, it, it was gut-wrenching to watch, and it's sad for the Atlanta Braves to, to have to go through this, but uh, they've got a six six and a half game lead, I believe, in the uh, America, National League East, so we'll see if they can hold, it all, hold off the rest of the teams and, and make a run uh, for the World Series. Uh, and that's just a little bit of what has been going on over the last couple of days. Again, you're listening to the Motormouth Mosley radio show. This is your man, Motormouth Mosley. I believe I got Coach Howard on the line. Coach Howard, did you? Uh, can you hear us now? Hello? Hello. Can, can you hear us now? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I hear you extremely well. Question. Since you're on the line, I, I, I figured I'd make you talk. Uh, what do you think <laughs> about this? I mean, what do you think about this Matty Ryan contract? Warranted? Overpaid? Uh, just that's uh, just where we are in NFL football these days. Well, you know, honestly, they they uh, they always talk about how he hasn't won but one playoff game. But I tell you, uh, I, I think the Atlanta Falcons wouldn't be where they are uh, contending and, and uh, for, for playoffs as well as possibly winning the conference and maybe getting to the Super Bowl without him. So I hate to say it, but or maybe I do, I think he deserves his money more than uh, Tony Romo does. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm not going to say that either one of them deserve the money. And, 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 and as uh, – as I said earlier, Michael Irvin once said, it's not what you're worth, it's what you can negotiate. So I guess if anybody needs a pat on their back these days, it's the agent for Tony Romo or the agent for uh, Matt Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is true. You know, honestly, uh, it, like I said, it's a market, right? If you can, if, if they're going to pay you 20 bucks an hour, great. If they're going to pay you 200 bucks an hour, great. You know, if, if you can get the money, that's that's great. But, you know, Looking at it as well, I think Atlanta looks at it as you know what's out there, and uh, you know I, I you know I've, I've watched uh, Matty Ryan play. You know he played against the Seahawks and played against the Forty ers He he wasn't all that bad actually. He 
you know, if you did, if the Seahawks didn't leave, uh, what was it, 30 seconds on the clock, they would have won the game. He, he drove them down for the game-winning field goal, and you know that's what it was. And for the for the 49ers, did that last pass he threw wasn't a bad pass at all. I mean, it could have gone either way. The the receiver could have come up with the ball for the first down and kept the drive alive. And and uh, who knows? The Falcons could have been playing. Uh, the, the Ravens in the Super Bowls, but you know, I guess I mean. Oh, trust me, I had a bunch of people here in Atlanta. They were they were packing their suitcases and loading up their trucks, heading to New Orleans. They thought they were getting ready to go down there for the Super Bowl. I was just <laughs> laughing at them. But it, and again, and again, I won't take any anything away from Matt Ryan because I think he does have some talent, and I think he is a, a, a decent quarterback. But I guess it's, it's, it's supply and demand. It's what the market wants. And right now these owners and teams are willing to maybe overpay uh, to keep these guys, you know, happy. But it, it, it's I, – I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm for the first time in a long time pretty speechless when it comes to these guys making virtually, you know, $20 million a year. Uh, and at least with Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers and Peyton Manning, they've got a ring. They've done it. And like I said, the, the freak of the whole group is Tom Brady, because I think Tom Brady makes only his base salary is like $9.5 million, And then I think he gets like a $5 million bonus. But I, maybe that's the Giselle Bunchen uh, aspect of it, the fact that he gets to go home to her so he doesn't need as much money. I don't know. But... Um, <laughs> Well, I think part of uh, Tom Brady is, you know, uh, in his previous contracts, I think he had some pretty good signing bonuses. And what Tom Brady did was he restructured his his most recent contract so that he could keep some of the players on his roster. Um, Whereas uh, Matt Ryan's contract, I think, prevented the Falcons from signing some guys that they could have kept this year that they lost. Um, So, you know, in a way, I think, you know, we'll, we'll see. Maybe in a couple of years, you know, uh, towards the end of uh, Matt Ryan's uh, new five-year contract, he's—I guess—he'll he, be a Falcon for the next six years. But uh, towards the end of his five-year deal, maybe he—he he would have made enough money where he go, where he—if he hasn't gotten a Super Bowl ring, may do it to Tom Brady and say, "Hey, you know what? I'll take a pay cut to get better players on the roster so I can get a Super Bowl ring." Who knows? Well, and, and definitely, a lot of quarterbacks throughout the history have have, have bit the bullet or high-paid players. Overall, whether they were quarterbacks or running backs or receivers, they've bit the bullet and, and taken a little bit less so the team could be uh, that much healthier financially, uh, you know, pay, get some better talent around them because it does no good for you to make $20 million and uh, you're a star, but there's nobody around to support you. So uh, you understand that Brady – and, and but part of that also is, is the fact that the Patriots are notorious for not paying you that much anyway. <laughs> True. You're, 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 you're not going to go to you're not going to go to New England and, 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 and get rich like you know in some other places. Um, you know Bob Kraft, the owner, is just better at it, and he just doesn't believe in overpaying, um, which I definitely can respect. And Jerry Jones is pretty much the polar opposite of that. Uh, he'll knee jerk reaction and overpay and. And then two years later, the guy stinks and he's gone. Uh, Felix Jones. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, 
think what they're doing here in Atlanta as a team as a whole, and I won't admit this to anybody uh, face-to-face, but they are building a good foundation for a good good team here. They've got some quality players. And the only thing that I, that I would somewhat disagree with, I think that most of the players that they lost uh, this offseason, they didn't really want back, and it wasn't even a question of mine. Uh, John Abraham uh, lost probably a step and a half, wasn't the force that he had been uh, coming off the edge. Um, running back, uh, he definitely had lost a step. And they bring in Steven Jackson, which uh, I think was a great offseason acquisition. They convinced Tony Gonzalez to come back for another year. They're great outside wide. Uh, they have some questions on defense, uh, especially in their secondary. So we'll see how, what kind of run they make. And unfortunately, they will have to contend with a New Orleans Saints team that will be in full strength because they will have their coach back. And I think that as much as people may underplay it, I think Sean Payton being gone last year was very detrimental to what the Saints were trying to do. And I think that they they will definitely contend uh, not only for the NFC South, uh, but I think they'll uh, contend for the uh, NFC Championship. Uh, I think that the Saints will definitely make a comeback. They've they've lost some players too, but I, I don't think that the the. It seemed last season that the Falcons had every possible good break go their way up until late in the season. And I'm wondering. I'm wondering how the Saints. Uh, I think Rob Ryan is going to be a key key component to that Saints defense as well because I think he has a chip that he's got to prove that uh, that that uh, uh, what didn't work out uh, in Dallas he's going to try and definitely try to make work in uh, in New Orleans. Well, that's a, that was another move at Dallas, my team that I did not agree with. I did not agree with them letting Rob Ryan go. I thought by the end of the season, he was playing with a bunch of guys from off the streets, and it was a patched-up, glued-together defense, and he still had them playing hard. He just didn't have his players. He lost both both linebackers, two corners, and, I mean, they were literally banged up. And, And I thought it was definitely unjust for them to let him go and bring in Monty Kiffin. But... Maybe scheme-wise, um, this Tampa 2 might work better with the personnel that we have. But I, I think you, you have a very valid point. I think it will be the same thing that happened with uh, Wade Phillips when he went down to uh, Houston, and that defense started playing lights out. I think that with uh, Fat Boy Ryan, I think that he will definitely uh, bring a nastiness and – uh, he will be going down there coaching with a chip on his shoulder. And I think it's going to be real interesting to see what the Saints put on the field. Again, you're listening to the Motormouth Mosley Radio Show. Uh, you're on with Motormouth and you're on with Coach Howard. Uh, if you're listening in, uh, remember, you can always help us out with the show. You can make your don- send your donations to the Motormouth Mosley Man Cave. That says P.O. Box 55, Redan, Georgia. 30074. Of course, you can go to our site on Facebook and you can uh, make a donation via PayPal. And of course, you can always contact us by calling in the show or 
or, or hitting us up on our email or our Twitter account. Uh, look forward to hearing from you. We'll be having another show again on Sunday, probably 11 o'clock, I'm thinking. So uh, it'll be about the same time on Sunday. But we just want to, I just wanted to kind of step back for a minute and uh, go over a couple of things that, that happened today. We've got Matt Ryan, quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons, signing for uh, five years, $103.75 million. Now, why don't you just go ahead and just make it $104 million, but whatever. <laughs> uh, $59 million of that was guaranteed, which is very comparable to the contract that Tony Romo signed. Uh, it makes him one of the highest-paid quarterbacks in the league, one of the highest-paid players in the league. Uh, he's just a little bit behind Joe Flacco, who signed for six years, $120 million. And uh, I, I wasn't able to find out exactly how much his, his uh, guaranteed amount was. But it's, it's, both of them are making some good money. I don't think they have to worry about where their next meal is coming from. But, again, stay tuned for the next show. It will be on Sunday night. We're looking at moving up to an hour, looking at that date as being the 1st of, April, 1st of August, uh, moving up to one-hour shows. And we've got a lot of football, so make sure you call in and join us for conversation, voice your opinions, uh, talk to your team. Uh, look forward to having uh, some great debates on who's, who's going to win the Super Bowl. Again, Coach Howard, as always, I appreciate your support, and thank you for calling in. You folks have a great week, and I will be talking to you soon. Bye.